and thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. This is a sermon for August 4th, 2019, the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is entitled, Know Yourself, and is based on Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. It was preached by David Baker, the missionary to Mongolia. Please join me in prayer. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the privilege to join together once again as your people in this place to hear your word, to be fed by you. Lord, as we meditate on your word, now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. I appreciated that uh, Pastor introduced me a little bit, even showed our prayer card uh, at the beginning of the service. We only get the visit every few years, and two years ago when we were here, we didn't even get the visit with the congregation. Just uh, visited the school and shared a little bit with the, the children about what the Lord is doing over on the other side of the world. Um, I remember talking with a professor of mine back at the seminary. He had spent 45 years as a missionary in uh, China and Taiwan. But back in those days, transportation was a lot more difficult. So they only got to come back to America every four or five years. Once he showed up to his home congregation and got a rude surprise. They had gotten a new pastor and a new church secretary. And they decided to go over the church roles and visit all the people who were inactive. Well, somebody going through the list saw their names, didn't recognize them, couldn't find them to visit them, and so they were removed from the church roles. No longer members of any LCMS congregation. Identity. It's really important. It's important when we're talking with someone. Like if pastor didn't, uh, didn't introduce me and you didn't remember who I was, you would think just like he said, well, he doesn't look like Pastor Hanel. <laughs> Why isn't one of our pastors talking to us today? Or if a police officer comes up to you and starts asking questions, he had better show his identification or you don't have to answer those questions. Maybe he's there to cheat you. It's hard to know how to act, how to respond if you don't know someone's identification, if you don't know who they are. But even more difficult than that, it's when you don't know your own identification. Sure, you know your name, but do you know who you are? What you stand for? If not, it's really hard to know what to say or hard, how, how to act in a lot of different situations in this life. Even people who aren't Christians understand this. My daughter, uh, well, my children, they went to uh, schools in Kazakhstan. There, almost all the other kids were, were Muslims, but they had an interesting class. Uzuzunde Tanu. Know yourself. This is what our text today is about. It's about knowing yourself. Your new self in Christ. I love how this uh, lesson began. Colossians 3, verse 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. It goes on further. You have put off the old self with its practices 
and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. This text is flowing out of last week's reading. I don't know if you remember that one or which one was preached on last week. It was uh, Colossians chapter 2. It's one of my favorite baptism texts uh, working with Muslims because it's talking about how baptism has now taken the place of circumcision for God calling a people for Himself. This not something done just by the hands of man, but by God Himself who has raised us up with Christ. And Jesus has taken our old identity. Here, Paul renews a lot uh, or reviews a lot of that. Those things that defined us apart from Christ. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Further, maybe we can say, well, I don't do those that much. Well, then he goes on. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. We, we know our old self pretty well. Sometimes we're pretty good at hiding that from others. But we know. And Satan knows. And he would come to us and he would remind us. He would try to define us according to our flesh. Who do you think you are? Do you really think you can come before the holy God? We're reminded that we now have a new self. We have been raised with Christ. I love the way that Luther weaved together a bunch of verses in the small catechism. It's really one of my favorite parts of the small catechism, the fourth part on baptism. Let's see if uh, how many of you remember it with me. I won't have you re- uh, repeat it with me, but you can remember the words in your head. Um, what does such baptizing with water signify? What is this all about? It signifies that the old Adam in us, our old self, should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires. And the new Adam, the new person, be raised up with Christ to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. This is a work that God has done in our baptism. And the beauty of our text today is the reminder that this is what God is continuing to do in us. He has raised us up with Christ. And now each day looking to Him, repenting of our sins, He continues to wash us. And we put off the old self, just like that old stinky clothes from yesterday, right? And put on the new self that is being renewed into the image of our Creator. It's important for us Christians, it's important for you to know yourself. Not what this world calls you, but who God has made you in Christ and who He is making you into. Into His own image. His child. The Kazakh people that we serve, we served 10 years in Kazakhstan. Now we still serve the Kazakh people. They're the largest group, a minority group in Mongolia. Um, for the last 30 years or so since the fall of communism, they've had a real identity crisis. For about 300 years, they were ruled over by the Russians, by the Soviets, and before that, by the Russian Empire. 
And before that, they were ruled over by a Muslim Khanate. And before that, they were part of the Mongolian Empire. Now all of a sudden they have freedom to be themselves as a people. But they're trying to figure out what that means. Unfortunately, for many of them, they've clinged on to this identity of Islam. Many Kazakhs, if you start talking about Jesus, the first thing they'll say is, we're, we're Kazakhs, we're Muslims. In fact, we have a seminarian there in uh, Mongolia, our first Kazakh Mongolian who is uh, studying to be a pastor. Last year we had our first uh, Kazakhstani Kazakh ordained. So I'm not no longer the only Kazakh-speaking Lutheran pastor in the world. There's now two of us. And uh, a third on the way. Uh, Hamid, this seminarian, when I first met him, he had already been a Christian for about 10 years. But he had been largely ostracized from his family. And he learned pretty soon just to keep his mouth quiet. During 10 years as a Christian, only his wife and children had come to faith. No one else in his family. When he met me the first time, he said, oh, this is wonderful. I'm going to take you and you're going to tell about Jesus to my family. I went and I met his brother, the big guy. Uh, his name is Quat. It actually means strength or power. And he matches his name. We went and I hadn't even opened my mouth yet to share the gospel. Quat crossed his arms and looked at me and said, we're Kazakh, we're Muslims. Okay, end of story, right? Well, Azmat was with me. He's pretty firm in his own identity, both as a Christian and as a Kazakh. He joked with his brother and said, well, who am I? Last time I checked, I was a, a Kazakh. And uh, we laughed a little and we started joking. Then we started talking. And now Kwat looks at me and he smiles when we meet. Um, he's learned a little bit about who I am, that I'm not against him as a person or as a Kazakh. A number of their family members are now in Christ. Hamid's mother, two years ago, was baptized together with Hamid's nephew, who is now leading our youth group there. Christ is giving a new identity to the Kazakh people. Identity as children of God in Christ Jesus. Um, it's interesting. A lot of people often ask me, how do you start talking with a Muslim? Well, Muslims are very different from one another. The Kazakh people and many Muslims, I found it's actually easy to start talking on some points. If you want to talk about the law, you can start going down the list of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, we agree. No other gods, for sure. Um, don't misuse the Lord, name of the Lord your God. Well, it's a, a, a crime punishable by imprisonment or death in many Muslim countries. You just go down the list. They can relate. They also know that this Creator God someday will judge all people. Even says in the Quran they will judge all people through Jesus, the Messiah. Wow. Not through Muhammad. We agree. But what we don't agree upon is what we should say when we stand behind, before Him on that last day. It's my joy to tell the Kazakh people that they have a hope. There is a Savior that has come also for them. Um, I really like our text today. When I get past the law and they can see how condemned they are, then what is our hope? Our hope is who we are in Christ. 
And they are, not they are not identified by God as a Muslim who will be judged according to their works. Muslim actually means submitter. They believe their hope and their standing before God is based on the quality of their submission to Him. This text, though, is a special one for Kazakh people. You probably missed, over, missed this part. Sometimes we stumble over it when reading aloud because it's a strange word. The last verse of our text today. Here, that's meaning in Christ, among God's people, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. Scythian, uh, if there are any Star Wars fans, just let's make it clear. It's not talking about Sith lords here. Um, Scythians, they were a tribe of people in the Parthian Empire. Maybe some of you who looked at all the names listed of the peoples who were there on Pentecost, noticed that there were people from Parthia. Uh, the Scythians were part of the Parthian Empire. They were these nomadic warriors um, from Central Asia, the forefathers of the Kazakh people. Here, less than 50 years later, this letter to the Colossae is written, and he talks about Scythians being in Christ. Um, the first missionaries came to Central Asia long before I did. Uh, they came in the 6th century that we know of. and um, Actually, 7th century, 600s. And when they got there, they were surprised to find whole tribes of people among these Scythians who were in Christ, who had been baptized, who they wrote in their report back to the mission that sent them. Um, they gathered together each week reading the Word of God, just like we do. Reciting the Creed. Sharing the Lord's Supper together. In Christ. At the time of the Mongolian Empire, um, two of the main tribes that were part of the Empire were the ancestors of the Kazakhs. The Naiman tribe and the Kire tribe. Most of the Kazakhs in Mongolia are still from those tribes. At that time, they were almost completely Christian. And then as the Mongolian Empire fell apart, the Muslim empires from the Middle East rose. And wave after wave of armies came to Central Asia. And the tribes one by one fell. Almost all the Kazakhs either turned away from Jesus or tens of thousands, probably as many as 80,000 of them, gave their lives because of their faith and their Savior. They had an identity that they knew even death could not take apart for them. Um, one of the tribes split, actually, and they went and joined the Hungarian Empire. There are some families in, the Hung in Hungary today who still can trace their roots back to some of these tribes that split off. Why? Because their identity, even more than being Kazakh, even more than being Central Asian, enough to even join those strange European Hungarians, their identity was in Christ. I get to share this with the people that Christ has come for all people, including them. No matter what background we come from, we all stand together as sinners if we're measured by our old self. But I get to share the new good news that Jesus Christ came to give the Kazakhs as well as us a new self, a new person in Christ, a new identity as He recreates us into His image. 
Here in America, it's also important to remember who we are in Christ. There are a lot of people, uh, even friends and relatives, definitely all you have to do is turn the TV on, plenty of people who will tell you who you are, what kind of things define you. Some of the things don't even need to be spoken. You seem to know them yourself. Like me, it's actually a miracle that I'm a missionary or even really a Christian at all. Um, I was raised in a non-Christian home and my dad left at one point. I didn't see him for eight years. That defined me. Who was I? I was unwanted. I felt I had to prove myself. I fought with anyone who even looked at me a little funny. So much so that I got expelled from the sixth grade for fighting. Then they sent me to summer school. I got kicked out of summer school for fighting. So then I flunked, and now I'm a flunky. Then I was sent to live with my grandparents. And they sent me to Lutheran schools. And both from them and from the teachers and people working from there, I learned that I was given a new identity in Jesus Christ. They told me again and again, it takes a lot to get through, you know, a hard heart and a thick head, right? But one day, I remember clearly, the lights coming on. Thinking from a different text that was saying basically the same thing. That I was a new creation. The old was gone, and the new has come. That day, I was in class. Somebody pushed the seat, the, the desk behind me. And I'm sure it wasn't on purpose, but I got pinched between my seat and the desk. And so what did I do? Well, my old self is here. The flesh is here, right? I stood up ready to fight. And then I, I knew I don't have to do this. I'm free. I've been given a new self. And I sat down and praised the Lord. Uh, years later, I asked my wife to marry me. And we were planning on getting married to become missionaries, to go to people who didn't have the gospel and share this great good news that defi- redefines, recreates all people who believe into the image of our Creator. And um, I asked her to marry me, and she went and shared this, this good news uh, of this young man with uh, one of her good friends. And she was visiting her house. Well, her good friend's mother happened to be one of my substitute teachers. Um, happened to have been one of my substitute teachers. And she said, who are you marrying? No, don't do this. It's not going to go well for you. She said, no, that's not who David is. And she was right. I've been recreated. Praise the Lord. And God continues to do that work, of course, because we know, just like it said in the Catechism, right? Every day, that old Adam, he rises up again. He tries to... The world, our flesh, they try to redefine us according to our old identity. And so often we really want to go along, don't we? But through daily contrition and repentance, looking again and again to Jesus Christ our Savior, He continues to redefine us. To renew us in the image of our Creator. He continues the good work He began in us. He continues now, today, the good work that He's now begun as more than 200 Kazakhs have been baptized into Jesus Christ over the last six and a half years among the Kazakhs in Mongolia. God continues the work He's begun all around the world. 
Please join me in prayer. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the great good news that though our old self is, is dying and destined to die, that you have given us a new self, a new person in Jesus Christ. We ask you to continue to renew us to be more like you. We look forward to that great day when we and so many Kazakhs along with us will stand before your throne, completely transformed into your image through the grace that came through us on the cross of Jesus Christ. It's in his precious name that we pray. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.